1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And
0: I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne.
1: Hey, stranger. I can't believe you're back.
0: <laughs> I'm so... This has been the hardest... I mean, it's been great to be with my family, but... <laughs> it's been really hard without you here. So. Aww,
1: and I, nice felt like our, I,
0: th- I felt like we were drifting a bit without you. Oh, we really? rudderless.
1: No, no, not at all. I really enjoyed the family episodes. I actually, uh, I, did you? I, I can't wait to meet Danny. <laughs> you I feel I like mean, you honestly, know everybody? Danny gave, I was just gab. I was like, oh my gosh, they're so smart and saying such interesting things. And your parents sounded hysterical. That, They've got a great, uh, great chemistry.
0: That, that was good. Well, that was 2001. Oh, so, so the chemistry's gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my father is. <laughs> no <so>, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, Fair. It, it's not quite the same. Conversation
1: More of a one-sided conversation. It's a one-sided like conversation. Like a soliloquy.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I
1: will apologize for bringing you a small present. I seem to have caught a slight cold. So to the listeners and you. So you need to stay on your side of the microphone. I am on my side of the okay. microphone, but... Oh, yeah. So you listen, I sniffle. you listen to
0: the shows when you're traveling? I do.
1: Yeah, it was great. Was... It was um, listened on the car on the car rides are the best, I think, for podcasts. I you think can so. Really are you guys bend.
0: listening in cars? I'm, I'm curious, like yeah. if anyone wants to let us know, uh, where do you listen to this? And is it frustrating that you're listening to a podcast about photography and there's, you know, no pictures?
1: Well, there are if they go on the website.
0: That's true. At www.neomodern.com. <laughs> Forward slash
1: podcast. That's exactly right. That's right.
0: Um, yeah. No, it's it's been hard, honestly. But you I, had a good Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. Nice. And so, well, you, you practically were there. I know? mean, <laughs> <laughs> I did. It
1: was great. I got to hear all about it.
0: Yeah. Um, we talked about photography. We talked about media and family. Um, it, was, it was good. And... Um, there's a number of topics in there that probably are worth bringing up, but I wanted to hear about your trip. Like, where have you been? And- we
1: uh, we went lots of places and places that I've never been as well. We went to Birmingham. Alabama, Alabama, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, not Birmingham, England. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a just a trip. I uh, we went to Birmingham, Alabama, which was really, really lovely. Um, visited family there and tried to. Uh, I channeled our lessons before, you know, on the Thanksgiving episode. I
0: saw some of your pictures from Thanksgiving, pictures. and they were great. Yeah, they were thank perfect. you. Perfect. Like, do you feel good about that?
1: I, you know, I mean, I, I, honestly, the biggest thing for me is just. Trying to be more patient and just and do it and get out there and I think that's what's been really exciting is just taking the time to take those photos. Um, I really love the one that the lefts making. My family's Norwegian, uh-huh. and so the one in Reno where um,
0: is that the port? Is that the thing that like it looked like uh, crepes or something?
1: Yes, it's Norwegian flatbread. So there's oh. two ways to make it. One is with a potato, and one is with just lard. Um, we Yum. do the lard variety. Is so that what you did? It is water, flour, lard, and salt. Um, it sounds
0: like the best ingredients for our yummy. Like sugar would be the only thing to push that over the top, Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs>
1: well, the sugar comes later because you, you smear it with butter and then brown sugar for dessert, or you can put mashed potatoes and uh, Swedish meatballs in it and roll it up kind of like a Norwegian burrito.
0: Clearly, this isn't the healthy eating podcast. This is
1: <laughs> this is not. I mean, I feel like it's, it's pretty delicious, though, and it's not too... Uh, it's just a, it's just a vehicle for Thanksgiving consumption.
0: Did you um, feel like in being more patient and having your camera out? Were you missing? Did you feel like you were uh, not participating, or or temporarily, or like what was that state for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, a little bit. I mean, there's sort of this. Uh, there, there's kind of a moment of where you're stepping back and you're, you know, you're not actively driving the conversation or, you know, making sure everyone's engaged. Um, but it was OK. It was it was nice. I think the people moments, some of the, the portraits and I, you know, didn't post all of them um, on Instagram. But I think some of the portraits that I took while uh, while traveling, I think those are some of my favorites. So no, just would- like the still moments when people weren't really looking and were kind of present. I think, actually, my nephew Alex, I did, I think I posted one on, uh, I posted it on Instagram, but I think uh-huh. it might have been on my, on it wasn't on the public Instagram. But it was this moment where he's just, he was kind of between thoughts and between saying things, but it's it, you can see he's 12, and he's just on the edge of being a teenager. Uh-huh. And there's this kind of, you know, this moment or expression on his face where you see what he, he will probably make that expression for the rest of his life.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So uh, and you caught yeah, it. I really, yeah. You caught captured
0: it. that, that yeah. thing. You know, my brother pulled me aside at one point and said, uh, "You're not as good at multitasking as you think you are." <laughs> it was like when you're Thanks, taking. Danny. Well, you know, I think when I'm taking pictures, sometimes I think I'm able to take pictures and still carry on a conversation. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I'm shooting a person, I'm looking over the camera and I'm talking to them, uh-huh. and that's kind of true but if i'm doing something else if i'm shooting and we're out for a walk and they're talking we think we're having a conversation my head's really in or you know this is what danny said Mm -hmm. and i think he's he's right it resonated is true i'm i am sort of sort of putting the conversation down a notch in in my brain and and i'm looking around at things and i'm very present with what i'm looking at Mm -hmm. and yeah i guess i'm not multitasking very well yeah you know so you know I guess that happens.
1: But, it, but I, I did. I really I kind of took our lessons from um, all of our previous conversations and were, was trying to do a better job at applying them, whether it was how I was applying filters or uh-huh. how I was kind of changing uh, the angle for alignment and trying to crop in camera, although sometimes I found that just really impossible to, to, to crop, crop in camera with to, my iPhone.
0: To compose it there. The iPhone is, um, has a lot of great capabilities, like the image quality is good, the pictures, it, it re- does its own sort of adjustments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing about iPhone photography for me is that it's a glass screen and it's out in the world. Yeah. And it's like reflective and it's hard to see details in it. And, you know, even when I'm using a, a DSLR, it has an LCD screen on the back also, very mm-hmm. much like an iPhone looks. But I can't use that. I put my eye up to an eyepiece because uh, to look at the picture, mm-hmm. it's it's strange that that's the feature of a of a DSLR versus an iPhone that makes it a lot different for me. Mm-hmm. That my eyes, I can really look around the frame, and it's not. I don't have a lot of distractive stuff. You know, I talked about this in the old days. <laughs> they also took pictures like that, right? They had right. those big cameras with a glass thing, and they would put a hood over them, right? They right. Had That famous yeah. image we have of someone with a a, a big black thing and they're on a tripod and they're looking at their image. But that's what you need. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you look silly because you have no tripod and the camera's tiny but you really need to have like a hood over you to really make that process nice
1: or maybe we'll design you some glasses some like rubber frame glasses that you just put <laughs> on and have the little just a <laughs> almost box like a giant yeah exactly like a you'd, like a giant you'd look like a, it would be
0: ridiculous
1: oh yeah 100% ridiculous. but the
0: pictures would be great
1: that's true it's a trade-off you know it, it's, Ruben, like what do you want?
0: it's like fashion and <laughs> comfort
1: <laughs> you could be a trendsetter
0: um let's see what else did I want to uh, so well that's good that's good to know I Went to SFMOMA a few times yeah, over he's... over break. Yeah, nice. And um, what did you see? Well, they had this great Louis Stettner exhibit, mm-hmm. and um, I, I love you know my family loves Louis Stettner. and we've got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of neat to go to a museum and see pictures that we have. I, I grabbed one and put it up at Neo Modern as soon as I saw it at, at SFMOMA because uh-huh. it was. It, I mean, it's like oh, we can do that.
1: I seen at SFMOMA. That's
0: right, and Danny. We're free. And I, yeah, free. So we <laughs> joked about it. But but um, Stetner is one of those photographers who um, is super instructive, I think. When mm-hmm. I look at his work, I get inspired. I don't love everything he does. Like, I can walk through that exhibit and, and be like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But when you get to something that's that strikes you, and, and that's the way I feel looking at my own pictures. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, there's a good one. Um, but the thing that I like the most, and there's uh, lots of little... Um, Things written on the wall, you know, at, at SF MoMA that explains things about them, about the photographers. And almost everything they say about Stetner is the stuff that I would say about myself. Like the mm-hmm. things that I'm interested in as far as um, environmental. They talk a lot about how good he is about fog and rain and smoke, mm-hmm. filling the f- space between the camera and the subject. and And that's something that I think is also important.
1: Where was he from? Where did he shoot? predominantly
0: Oh, you know you're asking questions like I'm an expert. <laughs> it's like, like I just I went
1: thought, to SFMOMA. Did you read any of <laughs> Go explags? to the museum, you
0: know. <laughs> I can I'll pull up some of the my notes from the show. It's off the top of my head.
1: Did you see any photos you, that you'd never seen before?
0: Oh yeah, there was a bunch. There oh, nice. uh, and um, you know, we have some stetners, but we also have books of his stuff and mm-hmm. that's where you see them. And the thing and I showed you a couple of the pictures I liked. I mean the the it you know how I'm always ranting about um this rule of thirds stuff being bogus. It's not that it's not bogus. It's just that it is not what you do when you're a photographer. And I think Stettner is one of those photographers who is so good at composition, like on the fly, he's walking down the street. There's a, there's a photograph I'll post this in the show notes where He's clearly walking down the street and there's a reflection in a store window and there's an awning that's being lit from the back. So on the street, you're seeing the awning written in reverse. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the reflection of the awning, you see it correctly. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy walking down the street and then there's a reflection, but not of the guy walking down the street, of another person somewhere else, but occupying a similar position. Yeah. So a lot is going on, but it's it's exactly indicative of... When you're taking a picture, you know. And now I haven't. I haven't talked to Stetner. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we
1: chatted about this over Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. He, he says
0: <laughs> no. uh, But if you look at the picture, I'm nearly certain that he saw that scene. He mm-hmm. saw the reflection and how you could see it in the window, and it became a positive from a negative, or you know, inverted, and then waited. You know, he composed the picture. People probably walking down the street, and that. He, I bet you, if you looked at his contact sheets, you'd have a bunch of that, and then. He probably saw this third element of the reflection that's not the person in front in the in the image, and so that's a good reminder of the of of that method.
1: Do they ever show the contact sheets? I mean, is that something that would ever be? It's great shown uh, side by side.
0: There is a book of contact sheets mm-hmm. that you can get. From famous photos, and they show the contact sheets that that led to that picture. Yeah, and it might be by Magnum. Mm-hmm. The, Magnum's a photo agency started by Cartier-Bresson, and about a, a, a bunch of the photographers I like the most are the Magnum photographers: mm-hmm. Cartier-Bresson, Elliot Erwitt, um, Sebastia Sagato. Mm-hmm. These guys um, were not just photojournalists; they go out and I mean, this is a photojournalist uh, org. But they were so good at composition and um, their pictures are are absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's a um, – you know, for Salgado, he's got pictures in Kuwait when the gas fires were blowing up. Mm-hmm. And he's got pictures in gold mines in Brazil that are uh, just horrific experiences of workers. And no matter what he's shooting, those pictures are gorgeous. Yeah. They're just composed beautifully and that he catches that moment – um so I love the Magnum photographers yeah. I, and and so Magnum I think put out a book of contact sheets and you, and it's great. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm trying, you know, I was trying to do that on Instagram a little bit when I would post a picture to also post at least a few of the other images that are rejected that led to that image. Yeah. It's hard because Instagram isn't really set up for that, but when you can find one, it's a it's it's nice. It's hard, when you look at a picture, it's kind of hard to know did that person just like pull the camera out and snap it, Yeah. or was there what were the kind of the
1: what led up to it? What led
0: up to it? Um, I'll put in the show notes. When I was in Santa Fe last week, mm-hmm. um, God was it last week. Um, uh, Danny and Louise and I went to uh, Taos, and there's a church in Taos that is very famous. It was photographed by Ansel Adams. It was photographed by Georgia O'Keeffe. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not sure I can say it right, but it's San Francisco de Assisi Mm -hmm. or de Assis. And it's just a cool looking building. And I wanted to photograph it because Mm -hmm. that's what you do. You Mm -hmm. go take pictures of what everyone takes pictures of. And so I posted um, the picture that I like of one of the most. And I'm sharing a couple rejects of how I got there. And it's also a nice, it's a picture of a series of crosses. There's three crosses on the top of the church. And then there's a cross on a kind of an archway, a hundred feet in front of the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you stand back far enough, you see an archway with a cross, and then the church. But as you get closer to that archway, the the cross on that little arch can then be kind of placed somewhere in the frame where the crosses on the church are. Mm-hmm. And because of parallax, very small motions in your camera and your body will move the front cross a lot. Yeah. And so I was playing around, like where do I want to put that cross? I want—I knew I wanted all four of these images. These they were like lit brightly mm-hmm. against a sort of a dark background, so it was cool looking, not quite, you know, Moonrise Hernandez, but it was like <laughs> lots of brightly lit crosses, <laughs> and I, uh, and I played around with that. So you can see sort of. My first instinct of where to put it, and then why it wasn't quite good there. It was like the horizontal bar of the cross was aligning poorly with yeah, things. There's behind. like a
1: weird tangency,
0: yeah. You, and <clears throat> those are the things that are going to make your pictures way better when mm-hmm. you you see the picture, you see, uh, you know, you know I want to take a picture of a bunch of crosses on this church. You stand there and you snap the picture, but take that extra moment and it's, and it's sometimes the extra moment is to wait for something to happen. We've talked about that waiting. But the other thing about that moment is to adjust your body and play with the composition yeah. of those objects in the frame. So, yeah, that... no, I,
1: you showed me those images before uh, before we started recording, and what I love is that you did that you kept them. And I think, and what I was saying to you earlier was, uh, it's probably something that maybe you wouldn't have shot, maybe you would have shot, and maybe you wouldn't those earlier photos. But because it was such a great lesson, you're able to say, okay, this is what this looks like, and then I took seven inch step to the left or uh-huh. to the right and this is what it did or I went on my toes or I squatted down and this is what that did so I think it was it was awesome to see what a difference it makes because the image is so much better when that far, when that that sort of predominant or the first read crosses on that far left side because it yeah. just has a nice rhythm as you sort of look through the photograph almost like musical notes on a staff where you're you know you, you kind of bounce through it I think
0: that's the word the rhythm mm-hmm. like it's, it's the word that Often isn't used when talking about composition, but that's exactly what it is. It's not just weights and mm-hmm. things. It's, there's a rhythm set up by patterns, mm-hmm. and that cross image is a is a pretty good example. of That you know, it's funny when uh, when we caricature photographers, it's usually that they're in some weird position, like getting that picture. They're <laughs> squatted funny, or they're leaning no, back weird. You know, you know what sense. I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> and you and you usually, if you're watching someone do that, you think why don't they just move their whole body? Like, why do they have to crunch down like that? Can't they? You think that they should be able to do it without achieving that weird position. Right. But when you're doing it, you recognize it's because these micro shifts in your body and camera can have a lot of parallax shift Yeah. that you're standing in your position and then you're just moving, you know, as you move a little bit, your body's, your feet are staying put probably as you're kind of just doing this right you just well, it's like
1: you almost want to lock your muscles into place you know where it's like okay I have this like this left side of the frame is where i want it so i'm just gonna go up a little or down right. a little, and so you're right. to move as few muscles as possible so that you're not starting from scratch yeah or at least that's what i do and when, when i find myself in those weird positions
0: Well, i don't i, I no longer make fun of photographer i mean i understand what they're doing when to to achieve that it's and it's yoga it's like I often think that photography has a lot of yoga in it and it's not the yoga position so, but it is something about the breathing mm, um, yeah. it, again it's like shooting we talk about like the similarities to actually shooting a, a gun or something it's like you f- freeze up your body you mm-hmm. kind of hold your body tense cuz you're trying to hold the camera steady and now with that resistance you can shift a little bit and the breathing's important you need to be able to hold either hold your breath or breathe through it it's <laughs>
1: totally, as I'm holding my breath right now. Like,
0: this yoga photography. Yeah, photo uh, yoga. I, photo yoga. I think we're on to something. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, goats, so last year.
0: <laughs> goats, there's so a photo yoga.
1: Well, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe.
0: We get new listeners from you telling your friends, and we're very excited about the audience we've gotten so far, so... It's working. Thank you. Uh, If you know more people who might get something from us, please send them a link. Uh, I want to thank Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us and waiting for Suzanne to get back in town. (laughs) We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.
1: Thanks.